Good morning. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Steve Ravel, and I've been a disciple for 22 years. I've been married for 13 years to my awesome wife, Carrie Ravel. We have four children, Caleb, Naomi, Priscilla, and David. I am a blessed man. But I can't go on uh, further without uh, wishing my mother a happy birthday. She, she is the strongest woman I know. Um, she raised, I mean, me and Carrie struggled with raising four kids, and it's a lot. She raised five kids by herself. So, um, today, I want to talk about something very important. As Richard would say, very, very important. <laughs> very, very important. <laughs> I had to break the ice, Richard. You know, it's <laughs> getting too emotional up here. I just, it helped. Uh, I would go so far to say that without it, you cannot have a relationship with God. The title of today's message is A Call to Be Humble. It's funny to me to be preaching about humility when it's something I struggle with the most. But God is not without a sense of humor. Hopefully by the end of this message, you will understand what humility is and see it's important as a disciple of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Righteous Father, we come before you now. I just want to thank you, God, for being who you are. I want to thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity to preach about something that's so, so important. I pray, God, that you guide me by your spirit. I pray to make the points you want me to make. I pray to use the scriptures you want me to use. And just truly remove everything from me, God, and make it all about you, Father. Please speak to your people. Please help them to be encouraged, inspired, and convicted about the importance of being humble. And I pray that because of it, everyone is closer to you and more inspired. Thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. So what does humble mean? It's important to define it. I'm, I'm going to do my best. The word humble is used, first used in the Bible in Exodus 10.3. In this passage, God tells Pharaoh, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me and let my people go? The Hebrew word for humble in this passage is anah, which means to lower yourself, to be low, to submit. And that's something Pharaoh did not want to do. The English word for humble comes from the Latin word humilis, which means low, to lower or low as the ground. The English definition of humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance, a lowering of your own importance. Adjectives of being humble, bear with me. Submissive, meek, lowering yourself to serve others, moderate, respectful, not conceited, 
not cocky, not boastful in one's own abilities, not arrogant, and not thinking you are better than someone else. It's having or showing a consciousness of one's own defects and shortcomings. Being humble is not putting yourself down. It's not putting yourself down and acting like you can't do anything. Being humble is using the gifts that God has given you and giving him the glory and not yourself. If you are the best at something, be the best at it. But just give God the glory. Being humble is when you accomplish great things and you don't say, look at me. You say, look at God. For example, let me tell you a story. We was at teen camp, a preteen camp. Me, Wiley, and the preteens. We was having a great time. And there was one event where there was a Bible trivia. And we had to compete. And, and guys, you need to be encouraged. Our guys know the Bible. They was answering all the questions. So at one point, my main man, Keith Reed Jr., answered the question, right? Nobody knew it, but Keith answered the question. And they started going, Keith, 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 Keith. And Keith just sitting down, quiet, just smirking, just this small little smile. And as they finished, and they, you know, he didn't want to offend them, so he kept it to himself, and he leans over and tells Wally, they need to get glory to God. <laughs> he said that. I said, yo, amen, bro. Being humble is not saying look at what I did, but look at what God did through me. Being humble is essential in all situations because God says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Being humble is giving glory to God. Being humble is giving God the glory in everything you do. Being humble is important in all your relationships, especially your relationship with God. Let's look at why being humble is crucial to having a relationship with God. First point, being humble is crucial to having a relationship with God. Micah 6 verse 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Without being humble, it is impossible to have a relationship with God because God requires it. He requires us to be humble when we walk with him. Being humble starts with your view of God. Our view of God is extremely important whether we will submit to him. We respond to God based on our view of him. Being humble towards God is acknowledging that he is greater than you. Being humble is always remembering that God is bigger. God is smarter. God is more powerful than you and than everyone. Let me try to give you a little snippet of, of the God we serve, of the God I serve. 
Isaiah 46, verse 10 says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. God knows the end from the beginning. God knows the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. Psalms 147, verse 4 to 5. He determines the numbers of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty, great, in, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His, understand, his understanding has no limits. God's understanding has no limits. God always knows what is best. He knows all there is to know about everything that can be known. God knows all things perfectly. God always knows what is best for all his creatures in all situations. Being humble is acknowledging that God knows more than you. I know that's hard to believe for some of you, not all. But being humble is acknowledging that God knows more than you. And because he knows all things, his way is the best way. God is all powerful. Isaiah 40, verse 25 to 26. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, no one, not one of them is missing. God is all powerful. He is the creator of the universe. Who here can create a universe? Who here can make a sun? We can't even look at the sun. God could do anything he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. Any way he wants to do it. God is all powerful. Humble yourself. God is loving. And God wants what's best for you. Psalms 25 verse 10. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. Psalms 145, verse 8 to 9. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. Not poor in love, rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Compassion on everyone. God is gracious, compassionate, rich in love. Jonah was four, four, chapter 4, verse 2. He prayed to the Lord. Isn't this what I said, Lord? Look at this. I love this passage. When I was still at home, this is what I tried to foretell by fleeing from Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. If you know the story of Jonah, Jonah was running from God because he did not want to help a certain people that he didn't like. And he got mad at God because God was going to help them and he loved them. 
But that's who God is. He can't help it. And Joseph got mad. I knew you were loving God. How are you going to get mad for God to be loving? I knew it. God is gracious, abounding in love. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I, this is one of my favorites. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for each and every one of us in here. Plans to prosper you and plans to prosper you and not to harm you. God's plan is to give you a hope and a future. God has a plan for your life. Everyone, the creator of the universe, the almighty, the God that knows all things, the God that loves you dearly and intimately, a God that knows you better than you know yourself, has a plan specifically for you. Whose plan is best? Your plan for your life or God's plan? What do you believe? Is God's plan for your life best? Do you believe that? Are you living out God's plans for your life right now? How is it going? It takes being humble to decide to live out God's plan for your life. No one here would say that their plan for their life is better than God's plan. No one here would say that. No one would say that because by saying that, they would be basically saying that they know better than God. People won't say that out loud. They won't say my plan is better than they won't. They won't dare word those say that. They won't dare say it. But by their actions and how they choose to live their lives will show it. Are we humble enough to live out God's plan for our life on a day-to-day basis, moment-to-moment, minute-to-minute, second-to-second? Because that's what he requires. And not when things are going, just going well, but also when things are difficult. God's end game for you is heaven. He wants you to be with him forever in heaven. Without being humble towards them, we will not make it to heaven. He wants to take our hand and guide us through this dark world. He can't do that if we're not humble. It takes humility to let God guide you through life. God wants to take your hand and guide you. For some of us, God is holding his hand out to you. 
and you haven't reached out. You haven't reached back yet. You haven't reached out your hand to let him guide you. Why? Why haven't you taken God's hand yet? You don't trust him? You don't trust him because you do not know him. We must decide to put time into knowing God. That comes from investing time in the Bible and Bible study and prayer and fellowship with other people that are serious about God. Maybe you're a disciple already and you've been around and at one point you gladly let God take your hand and guide you. Then at some point you, start, you started not liking where he was taking you. You start not liking where he was leading you. And you slowly started to pull your hand back. Have you taken your hand back from God because you don't like where he's taking you? Has he tried to guide you in situations and you said, no, I am not going there? He's saying, come, Steve, come. And I see where he's leading me. I said, no. I'm not going. I'm not ready. I'm not going. Have you resisted him? Are you pulling back? How many of us have seen people that we love go through pain, hurt themselves because they refuse to be guided by God. It's a painful sight. It hurts. And so when God is holding his hand out and we're refusing and we're saying no, he knows what's down the line. He knows that when you don't let him guide you, you're going to hurt yourself. It breaks his heart. It breaks his heart to see you suffer. Don't it hurt when you see your loved one suffer? And you know what they need to do? And they still choose not to do it? Don't it hurt your soul? It's painful. How do you think God feels with the eight billions of people that don't follow him? With the billions. Breaks his heart. Have you tried to take control? God is trying to guide you. And you say, no, God, I think you should go that way. No, God, I think you should go that way. No, trust me, I know what I'm doing. God, go that way. Have you tried to take control? Oh, it's, no, God, 
There's no way you're taking me down that path. You're going the wrong way. Be humble. Trust God. Being humble is trusting God. Trusting God is being humble. Do you still trust them the way you did? Have you felt like you had an idea where God was taking you and you liked it? You felt good about it? And you said, God, hurry up. Hurry up, God. Take me there. You're taking too long. I'm ready now. Hurry up. When God doesn't give you what you want, when you want it, do you still believe he loves you? Do you still believe he cares for you? I'm here to tell you he does. He does. I know it's hard. It's hard. But you can't let go. If you, it, just keep moving forward. Baby steps. Take baby steps. But just keep moving forward. Don't let go. Stop resisting. It's hard. I know. I'm a very impatient person. I hate waiting. I really do. And it hurt, yo. It hurt. Waiting hurts. <laughs> it hurts me. And when God don't give me what I want, when I want it, it makes me feel some very strong feelings. And I have to breathe. I have to talk about it. And it's like, who am I to think I know what's best for me? He's the creator of the universe. He knows all things. But I have the audacity <laughs> to be upset when he don't give me what I want when I want it. Because I know what's best. And he's looking at me just laughing. Dude, you don't know where you want to go right now. You know what that's going to do to you and your family. Relax. Wait. Sometimes you don't have a clue where God is taking you. And he might be saying, look, you can't see where I'm about to take you right now. You can't see it. Just follow me and trust. Be humble. He's saying live by faith and not by sight. He knows that if you see where he's taking you, you're not going to go. <laughs> he says, close your eyes on this one, bro. 
Just trust me. Listen to my words, what I'm telling you. And sometimes we're like, no. I don't want to listen. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. I don't want to get advice. No. You got to close your eyes and live by faith and not by sight. I promise you, God's going to lead you through some difficult times. If you choose to be a disciple of Jesus, you're going to go through hardships and you're going to go through difficulties. Don't be shocked. It's going to happen multiple times until you get to heaven. Because that's the only way you're going to be humble. He said, you can't see this right now. Blindfold time. <laughs> Live by faith, not by sight time. That's part of your discipleship. You will have to hum be humble and trust. Trusting God is being humble. Being humble is trusting God. I'm here to tell you that God's plan for your life, the path he will take you on, will have some difficulties and hardships. Some of the most painful times of my life as a disciple is where I grew the most spiritually. That is a fact. I almost died of COVID like two and a half, three years ago. Almost died. That experience humbled me. But it also renewed my faith. It showed me in the end. The only thing that matters is are you right with God? That's the only thing that matters. Are you humbly walking with him? I remember nights, I didn't think I was going to make it through the night. At first, I was scared. Because it was a new experience. I never felt like that before. But then as you go through it, and you, and I remember just saying, people pray, have people pray for me. I remember just really praying to God, just making sure my heart was right, just talking to him, confessing, doing what I need to do. And then it got to a point where I wasn't afraid anymore. I was at peace. I used to fear death. I don't fear death anymore. Only thing that will upset me about it is that I won't be there for my family, my kids, see them grow up. That's the only reason why I'm here. I'm ready to go. But if it wasn't for my kids and my wife, I would, yo. I'm looking at those bills. <laughs> I'm looking at the government, the, all this stuff that's going on. Send us all around us, war. Who want to stay here? World is jacked up. <laughs> but my path, 
where he was guiding me was through that difficulty, was through that pain. You're going to feel pain. But sometimes it takes suffering and pain to really learn what we need to learn. We're not going to learn any other way. It's going to make, us, it's going to make you strong. I'd rather suffer difficulties and hardships with God, let him guide me through it, learn from it, go to heaven, then be without God, suffer difficulties, and suffer more, and suffer more, and then go to hell. All right, I feel pain with you, not with nobody else. As long as I'm in the kingdom, I'm good. Being humble is letting God guide you through this dark world. It is okay. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, and he loves you dearly. Being humble in your relationship with God is a continuous thing. You humble yourself, and then you get prideful. You humble yourself, and then you get prideful. You humble yourself, and then you get prideful. And you got to continually renew that humility. Because you start feeling good about yourself sometimes. You, I got a good job. My wife is good. The kids is good. We all good. I paid my bills this time. <laughs> Life is good. And you forget who gave you the ability to do all those things. Like, you don't need God. I don't need to pray today. I know what I need to do. I've been around long enough. All right, just, just don't do things that are really bad. But what about what's in your heart? What about the stuff you feel and think that you don't want to tell anybody? It's there. Don't think it's not. God sees it. Your best friends see it. Humble yourself. Let God guide you. You have to pray about it. Be alert. Go after being humble. Pray about it some more. Be humble because without humility, it is impossible to have a relationship with God. Amen? Point two. God loves you so much that he will humble you, hoping that you will rely on him. God loves you so much that he will humble you, hoping that you will rely on him. God humbles people to bring them to himself. Deuteronomy 8, it says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you would keep his commands, he humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord disciplines you. After God had freed the Israelites from the Egyptians, he led them into the desert where they stayed for 40 years. 
The Bible says that he did this to humble and test them in order to know what was in their hearts. It's funny to me that God would even say that because God already knew what was in their hearts. So why did he humble and test them? So they can know what was in their hearts. Sometimes we can appear all spiritual and humble, but when you go through difficulties, things get exposed in your heart. And so God allows that to happen, not so he can know, because he already know. He did that so you can know what was in your heart. And what does he really want you to know? To teach you that men does not live on bread alone. It's not the things of this world, but it's by his word. God wanted to know that he will discipline them. He will discipline you as a father disciplines his son. And he does it because he loves us. It's hard to be humble and let God take the lead when he's leading you through the desert. It's hard to be in the desert and feel these difficulties. Where are you at right now? Has God led you in the desert where you it's scarce? There's nothing around that you can rely on but him. It doesn't feel good being in the desert. But sometimes the desert is the only way to the promised land. There's no other way. It's the only way. He loves us so much that he will allow things to humble us. Like Father Tom. Father Tom will humble you. I remember back in my day when I used to brush my hair with a brush. And now, as of this morning, I'm brushing my hair like this with my hand. That's all I need to do. Voila. <laughs> father Tom will humble you. But who's the father of Tom? Who's the father of Tom? God, right? So who's really humbling you? <laughs> God will humble you. I remember a time when I didn't need glasses. I can't even see the words. Right, Wally? We're using glasses now, right? <laughs> Last week, Wally was ashamed. He was like, ah, oh, let me pull up my glasses. I can't see. Why you ain't wearing them now, Wally? What's, what's wrong? Humble yourself. <laughs> Where your glasses at, Wally? Humble. So right. You said HD, look, HD TV right now. <laughs> God will use life to humble us. Yo, life will humble you, for real. 
You don't know when it's coming. You don't know how it's coming. But guess what? It's coming. It's coming. Are you ready? Are you going to let God guide you? Yo, <laughs> I pray, please, God, hear what I'm saying. God will allow things that are out of your control to humble you. Let me tell you a story. I remember, this is one, this brother is a hero in the faith to me. One of my best friends. And I know he's listening right now. I told him already. So we're talking, this was like two years ago. So we're talking in the park. And, you know, you being there for your friend, he has a very stressful job. He's really trying to do well, have an impact in a good way. And things are not going his way. He's frustrated. He's angry. And he's expressing himself. And sometimes that's what you need to do. Just have somebody here to hear you out. I've done it for him. He's done it for I got multiple people. I could just be, I could just dump all my emotional garbage on them. That's a good thing sometimes. I have that. So he was doing it to me that time. Dumping his emotional garbage, which is good. It's good. And after he expressed about all these things, and it became clear, he was frustrated about things he could not control. It was totally out of his control. So I said, I said, Rick Romaine, <laughs> my brother, my hero in the faith, I have something to tell you. It looks like these things are out of your control. It just sounds like you just need to pray about it and trust God. And you would think his responsibility, yo, thank you, bro. I needed that. But no, that was not his response. His response was, I guess I got to trust God. <laughs> God had to back him in the corner. Has God been backing you in the corner to trust him? To be humble? I guess I got to trust God. That's what his, his words. It's for the past two years, I have teased him about that. I said, Rick, remember that time you was frustrated that you had to trust God? Who gets frustrated with that? Ha, 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 ha. And I tease him. He'll never forget that. So I thought. Two years later, Fast forward, I'm going through a similar situation. Me and my wife have been trying to find a house for the kids to get more space. And it's been very frustrating. So I'm expressing my frustrations to him. I'm like, yo, bro, this, this has been crazy. This is not working out. This, that, and the third. Oh! So he looks at me. He lets me finish. Then his face lights up. I'm like, yo, why? You? In my mind, I'm like, why he look like that right now? He said, bro, 
I guess you just got to pray about it and trust God. It gets better. He says, and I quote, I was waiting to tell you that. vindictively waits to tell somebody to trust in God. Rick Romaine. <laughs> and what could I say? I had to be humble and eat my humble pie. I could hey, bro, when you're not going through it, bro, just trust in God and pray. But when you going through it, you're like, oh, I guess I got to trust in God. <laughs> and be humble. I'll never forget that. He'll never forget that. But we helping each other out. First Peter 5, verse 5 to 6. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Be humble and trust in God, especially when it's about things that are out of your control. Be humble. Being humble is waiting on God's timing. As I close out, third point, being humble will bring rest for your souls. Being humble will bring rest for your souls. In Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29, my man Jesus, the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. We got a lesson coming with Jesus next week, boy. I can't wait. He says in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I love rest. I love it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Doesn't that sound nice? Rest for your soul. In this passage, Jesus tells us to come to him, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Follow me. Learn from me. Look, I am gentle. Be gentle. I am humble in heart. Be humble in heart. And when you do these things, you will find rest for your souls. Have you ever felt weary and burdened? Yes. I believe when Jesus says, I will give you rest, he is saying, stop trying to live this life on your own. Stop relying on your own strength. 
Give it to me. Let me handle it. I will take care of it. Stop stressing yourself out. I will take care of it. Learn from me. Follow me. Live the way I lived. Handle this situation the way I will. Humble yourself. Pray. Pray some more. This is something you need to decide to do in your heart. It has to come from your soul. It can't be for show. This has to be who you are. It's a call to be humble. Become humble. This is what you're called to do by God. My boy Keith Jr. Keith was truly humble in heart. He didn't shout, give God the glory. He didn't want to, you know, make them look bad, like they was doing something bad. He was humble in heart and said, Wally, in the heart, they need to give glory to God. That came from his heart. Not for show. That was who he is. Is that who you are? When, it, when we learn to be humble in heart like Jesus, we will find rest. And not just any rest, but rest for our souls. When we are humble before God, we will make it to heaven where we will truly find rest for our souls. Amen. So let's remember, being humble is crucial to having a relationship with God. God loves you so much that he will humble you to make sure you rely on him. And being humble will bring rest for your souls. Amen? Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Let's pray. Let's pray for communion. Heavenly Righteous Father, we come before you now and want to thank you for Jesus, the ultimate example of humility. He was God in the flesh. He came down. He humbled himself by being human. He allowed himself to be mistreated and tortured. And he was innocent. God, I truly, truly pray that we appreciate and be grateful for what Jesus did for us on the cross. Thank you for his body that represents the bread that we're about to receive. Thank you for his blood that he shed that gives us the forgiveness of sins and gives us hope. Thank you, God, for Jesus' example. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.